Swing Nation. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Fred Moore. Got a good one for you today. It's uh, Valerie Polowalski, who is uh, out of North Jersey, and Valerie is the world champ kettlebell sport five-time gold medalist. I think if you do it five times, uh, that definitely says a lot about your championship hood. Uh, she's a USA team master of sport coach training, and she has a personal training business uh, in uh, North Jersey. You could visit her for boot camp, kettlebells, uh, swinging the mace, and everything else. She's also one of the co-founders of the Vi Vintage Strength Games, the Vintage Strength Games was held in Manassas, Virginia uh, over the summer of 2019. Uh, I was lucky enough to be there for it. And uh, the second event is occurring on February 8th in Miami, Florida. That'll be in uh, 2020. And I'm going to be lucky enough to be there for that as well with the podcast. So there's going to be some good podcasts coming out uh, from there. And we'll get to the podcast uh, with Valerie. Uh, it was a it was a fun one, and we spend a lot of time talking about the games um, and the various modalities uh, that they want to nurture and and bring up in the games. But of course, a lot of it we were talking about the Adex Mace, which is a sponsor of the podcast. You could use SMN nineteen, and you get ten percent off on all Adex products. And also, don't forget our sponsor, Ongo Energy Spray. Use the discount code SteelMace25. You get 25% off. Go to ongoenergy.com. Throw a couple in your basket. Uh, you can buy three of them, four of them. You know, throw one in your gym bag, one in your car, one in your back pocket. Give one to your friend. Um, get you know, just load them up and send them out. For, give them out for Christmas. Anyway, uh, you know, Ongo Energy Spray is really good because it's it works fast, almost instantly, like three minutes, and um, you know you get a meter dose of caffeine so you know exactly how much you're getting every time you use it. And our last sponsor I want to talk about is Origin Training Academy. Origin Training Academy is a website. You go on the website for uh, weekly updated workouts. It's a relatively cheap uh, thing that you could throw into your toolbox of exercise. It's like 10 bucks a month if you use the discount code SMN10. And you will get all these cool bodyweight workouts and steel mace workouts done by Blake Hendricks, who is also uh, at Steel Mace Monk on Instagram. You could check out his stuff on there, and you could decide for yourself if this guy knows what he's doing because you will see that he does, and that's why I'm proud to have him as a sponsor of the podcast. All of the sponsors I'm talking about are people and products that I believe in and that I use myself. So... I'm glad to have them because they help keep the podcast going. And also what else helps keep the podcast going is reviews. Rate and review this podcast on iTunes. I would appreciate it very much. Take the time. I know it's, uh, you know, asking a lot to out of your busy day to write a review and everything. It really is. I'm not being facetious. Uh, people are busy. But if you can actually do that for me, it would help the podcast bump up in the ranks and I will continue to be able to make this podcast grow, bring on more guests, and bring more value to your day. So thank you, everybody. Let's go to the podcast. Yeah, so Val, um, you know, we uh, met in...
Virginia at the Vintage Strength Games. And um, are you aware that I'm going to be going to the one in uh, Miami? I talked to you about oh, that. Yeah, no, that's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't wait for that. And I'm taking I my family that. with me. I love that because, again, this is what happens. It, it's it's just it's kind of still obscure. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the word gets out and I just freaking love that people are like, oh, I got to get there. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I don't know how it's going to work, but, uh, I'm going to try to find a spot to set up like a fold out table, put up sure. a steel mace nation banner, bring oh, some yeah. equipment with me and just roll you and Lionel and oh. Frank through and Don just keep you know, the, all the athletes try to get like a quick podcast, you know, a quick, um, interview with them. Yeah. Um, hey, who knows? You could be our announcer in the future at the games. Oh my goodness. Wow. That would be it. That would be thrilling. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. You got to give me, you got to give me time to practice a little script, a little rundown. Cause I can, I can talk too much. And then everybody be like, all right, man, come on, let's go here. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> Well, you know, it's better than dead air. Look, I came from a communications background. So to me, it's an extension of the radio station, but broadcasting and TV, you know, I, that's, I never had a fear of the camera. Yeah. But it's funny in the past decade, seeing people, you know, it's just, it's part of life now. Yeah. The way that people, you know, just like this, it's, you know, Skype came along and those types of methods of interacting or connecting with people so it's it's, it's just more comfortable yes uh, people used to freeze when they'd get up in front of an audience a camera and now it's just like hey yeah, here i am and i've right. never been one to rehearse i've usually done stuff with on the spot one take wonder <laughs> yeah get it and then move on oh yeah you were strong on the mic uh down in manassas man you you got on the mic and you were loud and and you were just you got the crowd going and everything it was great i was like man she's good and then i watched you swinging uh you know the the, the clubs up there and everything and you brought your juries that you got made by pratier and i i was like very you were just a very dynamic individual very interesting and you've been swinging kettlebells for what 23 years now well i've been in the profession for 23 years officially 2007 2007 was basically the dawn and the you, listen I actually bought them and they sat there for a couple of years because I was doing a renovation on my first place yeah. and so I said all right we'll get to that just hang on give me a moment here <laughs> because um well it was it was my client who went to Mike Steele down in uh uh she lives in Avon. Oh, he's in Belmar. Yeah. At the training room. So that was her inter introduction. And she commented, oh, Val, you have to get kettlebells. And I said, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I ordered some from a catalog and I ordered that. I ordered that, what you see behind me, the piggy bell. So oh my goodness. <laughs> when, that's, the, that's the mascot. So that's, that's four kilograms. Yeah. That's a paperweight. <laughs> Yes. So she said, what is that? A doorstop? And yeah. I chuckled. I said, I don't know. First of all, it's kilograms foreign to me. And I don't know what to do with this. So right away I ordered the 12 and the 16 and that was that original set. And I, um, I, I bought Anthony DeLulio's Providence DVD. That was the start because she loaned me, oh, it's too funny because she loaned me Pavel's <laughs> 
DVD on kettlebell training. And yeah. I just, it was too funny to me. I said, this guy's for real. Comrade ladies, come lift the kettlebell with me. <laughs> I, he was just too over the top with the persona. Yeah. So I was attracted to the, the look and the feel and the sense of what Anthony was portraying as this art of strength. And it intrigued me. And I really, I watched the DVD a ton of times before I ever touched the bell. And then I just remember trying to get through one two minute round was agony. And, and it was, I, I didn't know how I'd ever do it. And looking back on that, 10 minutes with a 24 is like... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that was like climbing but, the hugest mountain for you at the time. Definitely. So yeah. the, the so the start of um competition was 2010. We started okay. to prepare in 2009. 2010 was the event that we found out was in New York and it was so close and what I, I used to look at it on YouTube and go, "Could I do this? Do you think I could do this?" Cuz it's far it's it's a far opposite of lifting weights and yeah. i was really good at that and i i love doing it but it's just that the bodybuilding thing didn't really say when you went up there to kind of you know what you did in the preparation and the training to present it so for me it made more sense that the thing that you do to train for is the thing that you go to do to compete for nice so I, i'm i'm glad and, 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 and a lot of people make the segue from bodybuilding into um, powerlifting. And, and I was on the way to that, but I did a 200 pound bench and I was like, oh. and I said, you know, I didn't like the way it feels. That's, that can't be good for me. Yeah. I, I just, you know, so I ruled it out and went the way of all of a sudden, you know, my client said kettlebell, I got the kettlebells. And then with the video came the email also that, Anthony was going to be around and that he was in Rhode Island close enough to drive and, and take advantage of his mentoring and training. And that, that's it. That's it. I right there. Absolutely loved his approach. Really. Uh, this past, uh, it was two weekends ago, back up in Connecticut, reconnected with him and Paul Gray. It was, it was just a stellar weekend. It wasn't like we, you know, used to just hammer everything out. It, it was just so much uh, content and texture of what we took from that over this evolution into now. And then it really helped me because I'm interweaving that method and all that I learned from there with sport and the clubs and the mace into what vintage strength training is now. Nice. And vintage strength training has been around for how long now? Uh, what did we do that in 14? What is this? 19, 15, 2015. Um, it was really because of his departure. So Anthony's departure left a shattered element of the, the, you know, the master organization, which was art of strength and punch kettlebell gym. Both of those things dissipated in the realm of those brands um, dissolved. And after that happened, I kept along with my art of strength training facility. And when the lease was up and I came back to home, uh, home base, which I was working on kettlebell sport USA. And then I said, you know, I can't, I can't drop that stuff. Like kettlebell sport is great, but the reason that I'm there is from all of what was beneath it. And then all of a sudden on this, on this other side in the future came the clubs and the mace and addicts and Don and Rick and, and, and the 
a whole trickle down. Yeah. So I said, okay, wait a second. You know, before my, the beauty of it was I learned from Anthony, I learned from Pavel and I learned from Valeri Fedorenko. So those are the three facets of kettlebell training. So I'm very fortunate that I learned from Don. I learned from Rick. I'm learning from, you know, all these other people that are contributing, uh, Paul, uh, Wolkowinski from uh you know Indian clubs yeah so just just bringing that and and merging that into the complement that it one and the other uh brings to it in the whole and that is vintage strength I mean the, the Anthony said there's nothing more that you could term it because um it's what was a hundred years so so something that that old and what it comes from is vintage because in just the age of it, but the concepts are hold true. It's just that we shifted in the manner of how we lifted weights. And, and it was the era and the dawn of machines that really blew that. Right. Yeah. And then uh, the advent of big time names, bodybuilders like Lou Ferrigno, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and even the guys before them started that, and everybody got kind of sucked into that, to that path. I, I, it's it's interesting how, yes, all of a sudden like kettlebells and everything was just gone. Nobody ever even knew they existed. It was right. like they were erased. And then there was this great reemergence, obviously with the kettlebell first. Right. But now, so vintage strength training is like your brand, your concept, your program, right? And then vintage strength right. games is the culmination or the collaboration of you don uh frank DeMeo, and uh who am i oh i'm sorry brad yeah how can i forget brad yeah Yeah, so the four of you guys got together and you came up with this idea for the strength games which is fantastic and um i was there for the first one now you did basically all addicts mace clubs um, is there going to be stuff coming down maybe with the second one coming down the pike with different funny things? Is we have, we have a ton of ideas and concepts and, and it's not just stuff that we're, you know, making up. It is the elements. So that's what, the emergence of vintage strength training and then into vintage strength games and the way that we see it now is the element brought it. So uh, four years ago was when I bought, clubs i first bought the clubs and the attraction to the clubs was my entry into it and funny enough with rick interjecting and saying hey can you put a longer handle on it i just like blew past the clubs and got hold of the mace and then we started with well okay there's this thing we could do 10 to 2 mace because i didn't see the validity of what we would do with clubs yet in the games um so we right away I was thrown into the fire. I, I was bad. I, I was like bad. And I'm like, okay, I looked horrible, but I'll go up there. I'll try anything. And so whipping the mace around and 10 to two and, and things like that. Um, but then we have, we have a number of different things and subtle things or elaborate things or now combinations of things. And even with the 10 to two, I mean, it was just 10 to two or 360 before 
but now we've got the single arm. Now we've got Brad bringing in the um, cumulative scoring of doing all of the events and giving a, a higher level of uh, grading and point values so that it will incentivize people to come to the future or all of the important uh, events that are going to happen along the year for the culmination of a grand champion. So we do have a lot of things and, and some of them are club related and some of them are mace related, but then uh, do I have it here? Yeah, I do. You know, this is, and we have introduced this certain times. So this is a vintage dumbbell. Yeah. And again, it's got the two inch thick grip. And the, we, we fashioned this one to be a little more streamlined so that when you're using two of them, they'll go past your body rather than the big giant thing. And there's the dumbbell swing. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the dumbbell swing is it's beast. I mean, we've, we've had two people, people with two of these 30 pounds a piece in their hands yeah. up there swinging, you know, for five minutes and they're not touching the ground. You, you have to swing them um, in the manner of grip strength that it's just fascinating to see how people manage and, and what, you know, they can do with, again, event after event after event. It's interesting because the event on um, uh, in the beginning when we were in Manassas, Manassas, yeah, I'd usually only done ten to twos, and it was after kettlebell competitions, so I had to do all the events that day, and it was it was pretty cool because <laughs> it was actually thrilling to drop. I couldn't make it in the last three sixty. I was like, "Wow, oh, this is great!" Oh, whoa! Yeah, yeah. And that was max. My mm -hmm. grip went. I, I put it all out there. So uh, that's going to be the test is the more that people can do on top of these interactive elements, you know, and we haven't even, I don't have it right here, but the, the arc is the mid handle, yeah. you know, we've been using the long mace. And then again, we can even put the, the gata, the true cement and bamboo, or we can go on and um, use the jewelry clubs, which I would love to do in the future. That's again, another, I almost bashed my ear. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh about six months ago or whatever it was it august no it was uh i think it was august that i right. met you and you had those you just got them like two days right. before and i was like here let me try and and the way you were doing it, it you know it wasn't around the head like you're doing a, a mace it was it was over the shoulder and then back this way and I thought I would be able to do it, no problem. And it, nah, it's a totally different technique, and and it feels different. Um, love it, man. I love it. And uh, I then I got my hands on them again. Somebody brought them by the podcast, and I was checking them out and thinking of what you were showing me. So the fifteens are would they would would you would you bring fifteens into the game, or do they make them heavier? Is that what do I, is that, that's what I have there. They, yeah, they go heavier. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are beastly to manage. And, and you know, it's just, they look really beautiful, Yeah. but it's, it's that shape. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at it and it's like, Oh, okay. You know, and it looks like people can just manage them, right. but that extension and the fullness of the weight at that length of extension and all solid. Yeah. So you think about a mace and that was a difference that was cool to me when I grabbed the gata which was the bamboo and the cement. The first thing I noticed was, okay, because everybody's saying, oh, you know, it's really heavy then, it's going to be at the end of it. I, I felt um, almost some relief in the handle being light. It, yes. You could 
sense it. And then I like the thicker, I got a two inch bamboo. And so I like that because it's akin to that dumbbell and, and the kettlebells. So that was intriguing, but I would imagine going upward of 30 pounds is the heaviest one that I have, 35. You're going to start, you know, looking at some real heavy torque yeah. at the end of that. So the, um, the jury, and then again, unilateral work like that. Yeah, that's, that, that takes dexterity and practice. There's, there's no way around it because again, I had been sidelined and not practicing and just hanging on to all that I could do for kettlebell sport. And so I picked them up and I picked them up going, oh, okay, hey, wham. <laughs> <laughs> because that's the, the accomplishment is in the finesse and just enough of a little bit of power, not like full on because then you can't control where it's, you know, uh, movement is in a, in a complete pattern. Right. You know, you get that, that it gets away from you. It's, yeah. it's abrupt. So that's what's really great about these tools. These are unlike anything else, nothing else. No way. Weightlifting, machinery, you know, yoga is fabulous, but you only work with your body weight and right. you do get to manipulate these things with this whole entire sense of your being, your body in a way. And I was just explaining and, and going over the, the intricate move on a mill this morning with my clients in training, it's so important when you're coming across the body to come up to, whoops, to come up to here on this shoulder and then turn because you're turning and that whole body action of grabbing it with your core and torso and shifting it over and bring it up. That right there yeah. is really the whole exercise. Yeah. That right there is the key component to that mixture of just, just wonderful movement of this massive weight on a handle, putting it out here over behind you, all of this in here, getting relief from being all jammed up like yeah. people are. And nobody has to start tremendously heavy. The motion and the movement in and of itself is huge benefit to everybody that sits and, and sedentary or has conditions or problems here. It's the movement that's missing from our bodies. Yeah. And that movement that you're talking about, uh, it's funny because uh, not too long ago, you know, I'm doing my swings and everything. And then I learned that from somebody, you know, to, to kind of turn more like essentially the top part of your spine is what you're becoming. You're mobilizing that. That's what we're talking about. And then you're, you're strengthening the muscles around the spine um, but when I started trying to do it after learning it, the, the initial way, it was a whole other element <laughs> and I had to lower the weight and kind of start all over again because it, what, well, yeah, you might get it right the first two or three times, but you start moving and then you start forgetting to do it. And then when you are, when it's half there and you're not fully doing it, it just totally screws up your entire swing. Something yeah. else is going to go off. And to tell you the truth, I loved that because it just showed how much depth the technique really has, how much learning depth there is, which means it could keep a person mentally stimulated for a very long time. And we all know how, how doing this type of work stimulates the mind. So anything 
is is great. I love it. I, I, I look forward to working on my technique more and trying different, um, you know, different items out like the juries and whatever, you know, because everything back feeds into each other, too. Right. Did do you find that using the juries has helped your 360 and so on and so forth back and forth? Yeah. C coming off of it. So they just what happened to me was I was on doxycycline because of suspicion for Lyme and whether I had it or I didn't have it, the thing came back negative, but you have to get on that medication. Yeah. I read a lot about it. I chose not to work out, which was a good move because the things that I read about athletes being on it is it's, it's totally going to devastate your joints and your, your ligaments are at risk. So the kind of lifting that I do, I really didn't want to get injured because of that. Coming back from it, it was crummy because I was like kind of caught and a little off in my lockout for kettlebells. Mm -hmm. So again, after I picked up the mace and the gata and the clubs, and then after I picked up the jewelry specifically, all of a sudden I was like, ah, I'm back to the spot where I could be and everything's feeling really nice. Wow, nice. A kinder, gentler stimulus. That that's all that you could say. A kinder, gentler stimulus. Yeah. Yes, it can be huge, strength, aggressive, but in the scope of what you have to do to with the motions and manipulate here, you get space, but you get strength. Yeah. And there's there's not a lot of things that can bring that when you just do any kind of weightlifting. Right. So that constant engagement. And yes, starting out just with some of these patterns and it's, it's very self-correcting as long as anybody doesn't get overzealous and jump into something that's too much. Yeah. That's, that's w with anything you, right. you have no business way up there in something without groundwork and foundation building. And again, patterning, patterning so important. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's a total compliment. And it's funny because initially when I was competing and then the clubs came along, I was picking up the clubs mostly just to show people that I had them and the versatility of them. And I was slowly using them because I was concerned about hurting myself and not being able to compete. But it was the direct opposite. Like I said, when I found out once I started to have to get up there on the platform with the mace. Yeah. It was like, oh, wow, no, this isn't going to detract. It's going to help. And actually, it is uh, grip strengthening. Um, I do have to be balanced about how much I use of my grip because it was always, even if I was chalking the bell, <laughs> chalk the bell in the beginning and then be like, oh, my gosh, I used too much strength on chalking the bell. <laughs> I was so particular. But nowadays, all of these things contribute and in, your, in their own manner, like you said, look, the jury clubs are held differently. The dumbbells are held differently. The kettlebells are held differently. And then the, the mace. And again, working unilaterally is a beautiful thing. It's yeah. an absolute beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely. Now, you you uh, showed us those dumbbells before. Are those going to be in the next on February eighth uh, at the in Miami at the games? Yeah, if I could get them down there. Does anybody <laughs> know that they're going to be like? How do you alert? Like, did, are, are athletes still signing up, or are they? Well, the main attraction is for what people have seen. And I generally don't, you know, springing something on someone is more of an exhibition. Yeah. And, you know, to, to test it out or give people the option. Yeah. Or like in kettlebell sport, we have the relays and the jerk uh, that we would do as an extra 
it, at the end when everyone's done their serious competition or for rank and, and accolades. But uh, the other one too was the um, the Iron Cross. Oh yeah. So the Iron Cross is a kettlebell Iron Cross is on the back of your arm, but the the club Iron Cross is clubs straight up and out. Yeah. I mean, and that's a simple one. Like you an Iron Cross, and as soon as you start dropping or when you you lose grip completely, so that's been an element that we want to put in. It's something fun or it's something that somebody could enter. Uh, just to, if they're if they're a spectator and in the audience or or come along, you know, we can put people up there to just put something in their hand and then intrigue them, and then they'll touch something else and sit there and say, you know, I think I can do this. And especially when they see people, average, just all types of people up there uh, competing, that they can think, all right, let me try this out. So. Yes, so the dumbbell, um, you know, again, if someone started light, just the sheer essence of holding something like that and swinging it. And we could do one arm or we could do two arm. Yeah. And yeah, the, the, the one thing is the logistics of transporting and getting the equipment to the sites. Because in the very beginning, I was looking to have uh, all of the equipment contributed, like Adex is a sponsor of the events. And um have it there so that we'd have it for the package of what goes out when we are on site. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like, you guys need a, a trailer with a yeah. whole bunch of equipment in it and it just, but then you got to find somebody to drive it with a truck or something. I mean, you, Listen, you get somebody I with like a pickup driving, truck. I like driving better than flying these days. Yeah. All I search on the internet is camper vans for sale. these days. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's what I want to do. I'll travel. I'll go because there's so many people to meet and see and visit with all across the country, and uh, that would be fun. But yeah, to have an official VST Games vehicle or yeah, a trailer would be easy. Yeah, we were talking about it because Brad said, you know, with all the um, the gear that we have to have for the timers and and the platforms and any of that stuff, uh, it's, it's starting to mount up. Yeah. That's a good thing. I mean, it's growing. It's growing yeah. fast, really, if you think about it. Yeah. I mean, mm. I I assume you're expecting a pretty good turnout of athletes at on February 8th, right? I'm sure yeah. we're going to see the same people that were at the first one at this one, but then I'm sure there's going to be new new faces, too. Right. So we're, we're going to get a great turnout. We put out the word immediately after the last one, which was crucial. And everybody was like, ah, long enough, well enough in advance. I'm in February mm -hmm. in Florida is a great thing. I escape the cold wherever I, anybody else might be. And so this way everybody can book it. Um, the rest of the schedule is going to be predominantly, again, regional. And, you know, we just, we've been having difficulty with, again, the West Coast. The West Coast and organizing and getting things out there yeah and then the people to uh take care of that but we're yeah we're looking to um be in on more uh organization already events that are in place uh there's something that's going to come up in tampa later on in the year so you know even like for, for say just just for uh say a 5k like to be at a 5k and have a competition you know there's already existing things or expos that we want to be within. And so this is what we, we can hold an event. And then again, other people that come for that style and type of thing can see it, become yeah. intrigued, 
or we can present them with something simple enough to step up and challenge them and get them on the platform to have a taste of it. So we're looking for two things. We're looking for host sites for regional and you know area of the uh, four quarterly big events that will cumulatively form the scoring officially for the culmination of the grand champion. And then we're looking for more, uh, you know, uh, like I just said, at an event to hold something and have it there and people can participate and get their taste and sampling of it. It still counts. And all of this, by the way, now is officially being um, recorded into the database with the uh, what is what our organization the the clubs. I'm sorry, I have to get this right because yeah, I I do the same stuff too. You think you're saying it right, one thing is off, and well, and we went through a couple of things because we had to find out what was available and didn't stand for something else. So yeah. it's the American Mace and Club Competitive Athletics organization so that is a sanctioning organization that's going to be for mason cub competition in the usa and it's going to set the standards for all the events provide a leaderboard covering the full scope of the events and competitors regardless of their style or organization are welcome to the events so we want to bring unity and fairness and again establish the parameters of what is sensible and uh i'm sure there are people doing variations like already 10 to two has become the 300, you know, that's, that's just a terminology thing. Right. It's still the same exercise, the criteria for completing a repetition and things like that, or how it may be scored and recognized in a point value, because we, I think we're leaning towards counting each side as your repetitions and getting a cumulative number. I mean, it's difficult for a judge to, uh, only count one full rep from one side to the other. So that, that is one of the things we want to clarify and set forth. And again, we are setting this organization as a standalone. It's not us entirely, but we are welcoming the input and have people on board to contribute with that. So this way, there's no question about it. There's people from all different styles, walks, and uh, you know, uh, backgrounds but they can contribute on a fair basis to say, all right, we stand by this and we uphold these principles. And this is an event based on what we set forth as the criteria for what an event's going to be. Yeah. Now, uh, does this organization have like a board of members or how, how does... uh, right now we're, we're in formation. So for the most part, Brad has begun with setting up and establishing the site and inputting the information and keeping track because we started with um, the, the Manassas competition. So from that, those stats and those numbers definitely will be in there. He's trying to backtrack and facilitate the painful process of finding the information from anything prior to that because we didn't have that on a database yeah. uh, since it was tagged along with other competitions it was difficult to get that information and for us to get it back so we're working on that and anything valid and viable that can be recognized or um validated yeah. this this shall be she'll be the ongoing 
database where people can have that and refer to it and we'll be able to see. Um, certainly a ranking system. There's been a lot of questions also posed to us about male and female. Should it be one or should it be if someone's using the same weight or should it be separate? You know, it's some consideration. Yeah. Right now, there's not that big of group in either, you know, gender to maybe warrant that uh, everybody gets, uh, um, what do you call it, uh, category right. and metal. So we've been just giving it male and female for the most part, and the weight that you're using congruent to, uh, we, we're doing a coefficient too. So that's helpful because at least it levels the playing field. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's something to think about and Canada, they were the people that were just asking about how we've been managing that and what we thought about having the mixture for now, we can leave it as such in the future. Look, Kimberly Fox stepped up and she crashed the gates on double 24 kilogram kettlebells. But then again, it was something we were being prevented from doing for females to do. Prevented. So she forth. But it's still not her competing against men. It's just that she busted through in the manner of something that wasn't allowed for women to do. So what's good about this is women can do all the lifts. We're not holding anyone back. Um, it, the score will show you how you measure up whether it's in the category of a male or female, but to pit someone against the other person and then have the person uh be the overall winner you know i mean you can consider that uh but overall i think that for right now those categories can stand yeah yeah and you know you guys got it started it's you're doing it properly i mean you definitely putting a lot of uh effort into making sure it is on the up and up on all levels and it, this is just the growing pains it's going to have to go through because it is new and you're, you're missing some elements that, but you're trying to tie it in like the past numbers and everything. The fact that you, that you're going that far and saying, Hey, let's dig up some numbers and plug them into the system. That shows a lot right there that you're, how much care you're putting into it. I mean, anybody could just say, well, here's where we start and everything forward. But uh, I, I think that's commendable that, you know, and you and all of you are busy and you got all these other things going on and to nurture and care for this and bring it up. That really says a lot. And I believe it's going to continue to grow with this kind of attitude that you guys have. It's got right. to. I mean, right. this is gonna thank be you. I appreciate that because I, a lot of people. I know what I went. This is the same steps and stages similar to kettlebells, except that everybody wanted to grab hold of kettlebells and no, it's our way or it's, it's mine. I started it. I mean, you know, uh, yeah. it's a kettlebell. Use it, use it properly. The only thing is I, I really respect and I have this ultra gratitude to Don because he took a thing mm -hmm. and he truly made it better. He truly, improved upon it that we actually can compete easier because these things are interchangeable right that that's again why if you think about it uh, where this comes from take india for example when they have you know the gata they have individual gata and and granted that's the way it has to be because it's a cement um but bamboo stick you're not going to really be interchanging that thing 
But in our country, we have these materials at our disposal. And Don took this thing because he was fed up with having to have so many and they cost too much that he came up with this concept. As soon as I saw it, I was blown away. I recognized it. And then again, that's what's taken us into this accelerated aspect of of forming these games. It's not just a mace competition. And it can expand more into the other tools that we each can contribute. But that's that's what's great about it. So that's what's driving uh, and a new emergence, I feel, behind this. And it's not just a mace competition or the gata and again going back to it's in india the first time they're allowing women to do this so that's significant in the forward advancement and again they're doing gata they're not just doing gata they're doing jury and they're doing kushti which is wrestling so that was the breakthrough so the wrestling the the jury clubs and oh the dumbbells so they swing interestingly they swing it differently which is also beast they swing dumbbells like like we mill yeah right so there you have you know again this uh well i call when we first started with the clubs the dumbbell and the mace the triad you know so a triad in the vintage strength games was going to be those three things but now you know we're coming upon the the variety of things that you can do with the club and the mace even before you add these other elements so yeah, that's the, the differentiation and setting forth the opportunity for expansion. And yeah, we're not just making stuff up for right. the heck of it. Right. We, we are taking things that are compatible with what might have been a different element uh, or implement. And we get to use this interchangeable aspect. So, yeah, it, you, listen, we're also looking forward to the future. It, it's it's very difficult, however to judge a flow it's I'm, like gymnastics yeah i for was the gonna flow ask community for, for the beauty and the choreography and that's that's a whole different category but look if we want to include that in what's considered you know the, this organization that we want to have sanctioning and we want to put criteria but it's just going to take a lot in like, it's like figure skating. You you have different elements of creativity, you have execution, you have point values for different things. So I I would like to do that and um, see that that comes through also. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing, figure skating. So um, they have to do certain moves like the, the triple Lutz or whatever. I I don't even know. I'm just pulling pulling words out of my hat right now, but uh, and then there's judges, and usually the judges are well known. They've done it their whole lives. They know what perfect form is. They've they've shown it themselves. And then I don't know how many judges there there are, but obviously you're going to need like several right. of these high caliber flow people who you know are, are sitting there watching. And then everybody has to get judged, and they get points. And yeah, it's it's gonna it would be a very sophisticated. Way. It would be so cool to see it done, oh, and, and just the fact that you're open to it, it is cool because it's not really vintage, but you guys don't have to categorize yourselves like you're saying. Like, yeah, we're vintage strength games, but we're also modern people, and we're open to all forms of movement and stuff. So you're not restricted to just that. 
and, and you're open to other things. That's really great too. And it's just good to know for the future. Definitely. I, I it, it, look, everything is viable as long as nobody's getting hurt. Yeah. You know, so. I, I don't condone anything. Like I said, that's made up. This morning was the eye opener to me when I was going through that mill and the aha moment. I, you know, cause you can do it the other way, which is coming up to this side and coming over to this shoulder. But then when you're going around, I go, doesn't make sense because that's against the motion and you're putting forth, you're trying to redirect force elsewhere, which is again, thinking about flowing, you want it. So that's what makes it right or wrong or correct or incorrect. It's the ability to know the difference between something that's just stupid. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> yeah. People come up with things because they're bored or they think like, oh, I just invented this way to do something. They want to be different. Why? Why? Yeah. Just just calm yourself down, <laughs> analyze that for what it is. Like for the life of me, the freaking argument, hard style and sport or fitness and it listen, just don't hurt yourself. Yeah. And I just know that I would never if I practiced all the time hard style, I would never be able to compete because of the way and manner of the process and the stimulus for it. Yeah. And the People in hard style, I think they have, it's not a competition, but they have a criteria of elements that they have to complete and perform in a sequence to achieve what it is that certifies them. Look, in sport, if you're going to get a rank, you've got to be able to achieve, you know, and you can do a 5K or you can do an Ironman. There's, there's these things in this, there's a difference in the way and manner you're going to conduct yourself and your training, but you're going to achieve something. And it's all for the manner of progress improvement safely coming to a stronger better you yeah that's the bottom line right and when you say hard style soft style you're referring to kettlebell yeah. right or sports style right yeah yeah kettlebells yeah, yeah. uh in yeah, case that it's funny because when i first started starting sport i never knew it was so nice and and relaxed it took me a while to relax because <laughs> i was into lifting yeah. weights and bodybuilding you know it's like yeah. Relax, relax. I am relaxed. Yes, yes. <laughs> I went through the same. Be so relaxed and move this amount of weight. Right. You're supposed to be falling asleep. Come on. You're supposed to be yawning. But yeah, if uh, anybody's listening um, that hasn't experienced kettlebells, that's what it is. There's a hard style and a soft style or sport, and you can look that up online. It's very interesting. And I didn't know about sport. It's, it's sport and soft style are inter interchangeable, right? Pretty yeah, much. I, I, I didn't know about it. And and then when I started learning the, the nuance of like a snatch and how if you want to last in like a five-minute, ten-minute competition, you better be doing it sport style because it's not going to beat you up and it's going to kind of conserve energy. It's a technique, and it's right. and it's like anything else. It's a tool in the toolbox. It's is really fascinating how you could incorporate these different things. And yeah. I think you know anybody like I found kettlebells through Mace. You know, um, before that I was doing my kettlebell swings all wrong, um, <laughs> and then I learned how to do a kettlebell swing, and I said, "Wow, this is a game changing exercise." And I really regret not doing it sooner. Um, I think it's great. And and are we going to see kettlebell in the, the Venice strength games coming up? Like, is it going to be a, a, a competitive? Well, 
the, and again, when I was considering or thinking that we wouldn't have enough elements because in, initially it was like, all right, what are we going to do? Mace, 10 to twos and 360s. What else is there? Um, all right, we got clubs. And, and to create a triad, I was considering snatching. Yeah. We could snatch a club. And yeah. snatch a club is, it's akin to it. But I, with, whether the mixture uh, comes along or if it's an element in, again, uh, what, when you put together, it, like, like a, in, a, in a field sense, and you're going to go out there and you're going to do a handful of things, as opposed to once up on the platform, perform, come back, go up on the platform. If it may be an element in a strength challenge, okay. something of that nature, once this expands and grows, that could be. But for now, I'm just, I'm very happy having this uh, new modality, so to speak, yeah. in a competition sense. Because again, whenever you give me something, I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? You know, now what do I strive to do? How do I get out there and, you know, try and be better? And, and, and what, who do I measure up with um, in comparison? And what do I have to strive for for the other person that I see doing this? Yeah. And again, what do I see? I, you know, first it was the guys until Kim came along and started grabbing it. I'm like, okay, I got to keep up with her because I know the sense and the caliber of what we do in kettlebell sports. So, and it, and it opened the doorway for me to see all right, if she can do that, I can do that. I probably have the capability, but I wasn't overreaching. Um, and it, 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 in and of itself, uh, I just think we've never had, because that was the, the, the difference for me. Uh, lifting a kettlebell was unbelievable from head to toe, but now with a, a club and a mace, we're getting to put weight behind us yeah. and operate our trunk in this full 360 degree engagement uh usage uh training and and strengthening like nothing else you can't you can't it, i mean nah, you kind of can't like sand back it's it's not the same no it's not no, the same I as agree. this going way out there uh this this whole again upper girdle of your your top of your torso and then what it has to do, like you said, in the T-spine and the connection between ribs. And, and that's a key place. That's where everybody gets hurt. Yeah. That's where everybody's sitting, you know, slumped over and, and all the seats on the airplane don't right. put you in the right position to sit properly. And that's the neglected thing that people think they have to lay down on the ground and crunch to, to train. Yeah. They, they, no, we got we to gotta fix yeah. and do something opposing that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a chiropractor, and I'm not uh, pretending to be one, uh, but if you ask me, you slip a disc right there in your spine, and what's right around your spine is muscle, and then you see jacked up people who do all kinds of traditional weightlifting, and a lot of them have back injuries, right? I mean, it happens, but, you know, maybe it's the training, you know, maybe you need to focus real like... Like we'll do a uh, a focused rep workout on our biceps to make you know we'll isolate the biceps right and because we got to pump up our biceps or whatever, <laughs> great. But are we isolating the area right right around T spine? Are we hitting those that musculature? You know that's something to look into. That's big, 
and that can make you that can be the difference between you being an average athlete and being a, a, a awesome athlete. Just that's where it all starts from your spine, all your movement, your hips, your spine, and outward. Boom. Huge. Yeah. Huge stimulus. And again, once I learned from doing all the snatching that I've done over all these years, there's nothing else that causes you to actually recruit everything equally and evenly. So that 54 pounds, 24 kilograms that I am sending through the air for 10 minutes. Yeah. It's the same stimulus on this as it is the attachments all the way throughout my entire body from my freaking fingertips to my toes. It's a stimulus and a constant over that time. And and people are even doing it for longer than 10 minutes now with half marathon and marathon. Same thing holds true for this manner in which we time the element of using the club, the mace, moving them around. And again, unilaterally, I mean, you can't beat that as a complete stimulus to fortify the, the, you know, the total musculature uh, development. And, And again, joints and tendons and ligaments. That's why I'm not injured. That's got to be the reason why I've just been doing all of this and doing it properly and safely progressing uh the the strength of one thing is matched with the other that's what you don't get yeah when you just plain weight lift because like you said you pump up all of this isolated it's not an integrated thing you don't have to be constant right and again with the, the rotation up here you're getting space so for from the standpoint of shoulder back and shoulders two things on people's bodies that are plagued with injuries can be very well rehabilitated and again participate in a, in a sport you can get the most cardio without ever even taking a footstep uh, yeah definitely that i was watching uh your athletes up there that day for that time they were coming they were dripping sweat breathing hard and they stood in one spot the whole time <laughs> it was unbelievable i was like this is fantastic and now i got a question for you about anybody new who wants to enter into the vintage strength games um, and they don't have access to an Adex mace because that is the mace that is used. It's only the Adex. It has that that handle, which is smaller than a regular steel mace, uh, like you know what people are using from like on it and things like that. What are you, do you have any tips for these people who are thinking about entering the the sport and and being there on February eighth, and they want to they want to do this, but they don't have access. If, if I, I mean, I can give you a handful of things. So first of all, I'm going to tell everybody, go to vintagestrengthtraining.com because I have a free giveaway of a competition. It, and it's actually, I think it's in Mark DeGrasse's magazine this uh, month, uh, the WOMO. It's my prep competition prep program oh. to get people started. So, and, and I'll give you that link to throw in here too um, for the videos. So there's a PDF and, and a photo of all of the things in the base foundation building exercises. So that's one thing, a, a, a simple plain base building foundational to get you to the platform and, and a handful of drills and uh, workouts to start you off. The other part of it is what, what do you, what do you use? Okay. I, I actually, if you really start with something, you can use something as simple as a broomstick. 
All right. I mean, really, okay. if you're going to, it's not going to present the weight, but if you're brand new and you're going to start, you could use that. Here's the second thing that I also tend to try and use with people. And you should get a really light one. This is a 12 pound body bar. Yeah. For the things that you need to do, you need to spend a lot of time here first and, and the climb uh, up and down the handle, the handle climb and some of these base things where you're not really fully into the form yet. And then it's funny, I have my, this is uh, last resort. Get yourself a baseball bat, <laughs> like Daryl Strawberry baseball bat. Nice. Get yourself a baseball bat. If you have a baseball bat in the house, Don always says this, you know, it, it, when he's he's showing people what to do and they're like, they don't have their addicts yet or in the beginning when he, he, he had to keep up with trying to manufacture them. Now we've got ample supply. But that is something that, again, you can use because at least it's a little bit more weighted in the end until you order and get yours or until it's at least something to take you to the platform. Because I think um, 10 pounds, you know, 10 pounds is not unreasonable to, yeah, that's it right here. Uh, you, you can start, you can start with as little as this. So this is a two and a half on the end of an Adex. If you started and used some of those implements again to follow that coordinated program that I have there. A, a lot of it is spending time back here, and we need something weighty in in that handle back there. Yeah, it's 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 vital because yeah. no one's used to that, and we have to be careful about opening this and working on those drills. And that that's the most important thing to me is the pendulum swing behind your head. Yeah, I agree. When I teach a swing i always get people back here first and swinging it um you know with their wrists a little bit and just getting it in the motion going and then they can feel what that's like that way when they dump it over their shoulder they're not getting a big surprise when it goes behind them and right. they get scared and tighten up um yeah i, I agree with that and right. for fans of the show um Adex is now a sponsor of Steel Mace Nation. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a discount code. So Woo! it's yeah, it's, people can use the discount code SMN19 and you get 10% off all Adex products including t-shirts. Wow. Cuz you always got to get the t-shirt, right? Definitely. Get the, get the club, get the mace, get the t-shirt. But yeah, um you know, guys, if you want to grab an addict, do that. Use the discount code. Might as well save a few bucks. And, um, you know, even if you don't use, even if you don't go to the games, it's still such a fun mace to swing. I, I find myself liking it so much more and more every time I use it because I keep learning uh, different techniques and things like that. And we're also going to bring online games. So we're, we're, really? we're working on that. We started that way. We had initially put an online program together, which was intended to take people to the Vintage Strength Games when we were in Vegas a few years ago. That went wonderfully. Everybody was fully adept and actually did tremendous. They broke triple digits, I think. Um, once they got up to the platform and a lot of them had never done it before. Yeah. So that was what was really cool. So we want to encapsulize that and take people through the training program and have it culminate with an online and whether somebody trains in the training program 
or they just come in for the online and it's going to be video submission and it'll be judged and it'll be fun because this way at, at least it, it again will be a stepping stone uh these may not be official counted numbers in the database but it's a place to prepare people and get them accustomed to and work up to that time yeah and then again we can throw out there the protocol and and piece by piece put together the full 360 the 300 um and anything that people have interest in so watch for that vintagestrengthtraining.com again is the hub for any of the the information that i'm getting out there for people to get their hands on okay yeah and uh you know unfortunately we're gonna have to wrap it up i was i'm having a great time talking to you but what else um do you have going on that you could alert everybody to because you're doing uh you're in north jersey right Right. Yeah. Which I, one of these days I'm, I'm right down the road from you. I'm going to be coming oh, up to definitely. visit you. So we're going to do something. But uh, uh, what else are you offering? Personal training, things like that. People can come to a studio. Right. So right here in Peapack, which is near Bridgewater, Bedminster, Bernardsville, uh, my studio is available for people to come in for private or we have group training. We work out on Tuesdays and Thursdays, 6 a.m. and then 6.30 p.m. and then Saturdays and Sundays at 8 a.m. for group workouts. Um, kettlebell training and kettlebell sport coaching online anywhere around the world. I do that continuously. Um, New Jersey Adventure Bootcamp, njbootcamp.com is also my, I've been doing that for 10 years. That was my outdoor fitness program that I started and I still have diehard people coming to that. I'm about to ramp it up to ultra ninja bootcamp. <laughs> I'm going to have the obstacle course out back and go over the water. Uh, yeah, it's a zip line, the whole thing. I'm really going to boost that. You're going to have a zip line? Yeah, I'm going to oh do this. I've wanted to do this for a long time. So the property that's behind me was recently cleared out, but you got to go through the water and over it and there's no bridge yet. So we we have, yeah, zip line. <laughs> oh my it's God. Be super cool. So I have a, a friend who's, um, I have a couple of people on my team that are um, in Ninja. So I'm going to consult with them and, and, you know, create some things that are possible with relationship to those courses, boot camp courses, obstacle courses, you name it. When, it's gonna be like- when, when I, cause I got to try this out. When are you going to have yeah. this? Oh yeah. I'm definitely going to have you out here. So I, you know, it's funny because eons ago, um, Michael Bronco took me through his out in, where the heck was he in Pennsylvania? And he put us through his, inaugural boot camp man and we like surrendered our clothes got fatigues and we're scamping in the woods it was the same kind of thing it was it was on his property and we had a zip line we had to go and orient through the woods it was just hysterical oh, are you so you're gonna do I, that, that i want to do that yeah yeah so that's i'm gonna put it right here because i love doing stuff i got i got a nice piece of property where i live and then again out on the other side of it they just put this grand open field to be like a playground yeah, if you need a guinea pig to come up and like try some of the stuff out, call me. I'll come up and and Absolutely. and do that for yeah, you. Top of the list, man. Just as all long right. as just as long as there's a, a couple of double hookups and a net underneath. No, I don't need the net. I'll be alright. <laughs> <laughs> I trust the hookups. I do. I do some stuff in in the fire department. We do rappelling oh, and things like that, but we don't really do zip line because that's I've done zip line. It's fantastic. We just yeah. rappel off a building like we go down. You know, so, so what, 
when I was at this boot camp, they had the rope str strung across and you had to get on top and climb on top or from underneath. Yeah, man. right. I right. was doing that. There was no safety net. That's that hardcore. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no safety net. You do. I think you do better because it's like, I have to do this. <laughs> there's no, I can let go, right? I mean, you have to do it. I love. So, um, yeah. That's so cooking up. Say again. That's what I'm cooking up. And then, so we have the Vintage Strength Games in February. Yeah. I want to see everybody there. We have Mace Fit going on, a fantastic program. And again, Mace Fit is an all-complete strength program based on the club and the mace. Uh, Frank Demio is the organizer and the brain child behind a culmination of that. And he's tried and true with it for three years. And he shows in the testing process, the strength gains are enormous. In that program, it's a thirty-minute workout, and that's that's what they do. It's club and maze. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I, I want to try that out. And Frank said he was gonna come on the show. I want to try to uh, sign up for that before he does, so I I have something to talk about with him. And you know, if it's too hard, I can tell him how to dial it down for everybody. <laughs> Just kidding, but. Um, that's so cool that you guys have all it, this is all so mace fit is under the same umbrella as finish strengths or is it a subset we are partners because okay. we we all manifested out of the the training of the the mace and the club and don and rick and and frank and i and so with the, the vintage strength here's the thing vintage strength training has a trainer certification that was what the, the, the material and the understanding of what Frank took, he made an organized essence of Mace Fit. Okay. Very, it's already structured. It's a package. It's a licensed program. So it's ready to go. Yeah. You follow it and you instruct it and you're taught and you're certified how to instruct it. Okay. And then there's ongoing. And then we also want instructors to come on board. Uh, Jason Tackett is one of our elite instructors and he is a, an instructor to certify others. So we want people to come through the ranks and prove themselves and apply themselves. And, um, and the first so place, I, yeah. the first place to do that, to, to uh, prove yourself and apply yourself is through Mace Fit. So it's a combination. It's either vintage strength training, trainer certification, or the Mace Fit is particular to the Mace Fit program and the protocols and the things that we do in that workout. Okay. And the, the two go hand in hand. So that's what we did is we brought it together because trainers can just train and take certifications like uh, an ACE certification. Right. You know, but then they'll take spinning, TRX, and all these other ones. So it became VST was the main certification for trainers, and we can go to a facility and teach people all the coordinated efforts on vintage strength, and that incorporates the club, the mace, the dumbbells, the kettlebells, and then further than that, if somebody wants to zero in on the clubs and the mace, mace fit is that very organized, and there's hundreds and hundreds of workouts, ongoing programming for somebody to just go in and have the safe structure of how to take people through those workouts. I love it. Theme. Yeah, that's great. That and that and and if you're a coach and you want to get into that, that sounds like the premier element you want to get involved in. You guys are like cutting edge and and have been doing it for a while and it's proven, so why not, right? Now Right, because what will probably crop up out of all of this is going to be coaches for vintage strength games. Yeah, as that expands. And as far as vintage strength games, is there um a place on social media people can go check that out? I did not find it on Instagram, uh except for a hashtag. 
Vintage Strength Games has a oh vintage oh Vintage Strength Training is where it's at right now. Okay. You're right. Vintage Strength Games will have yes an Instagram and a YouTube coming soon. Oh okay. All right. Good. That's I'm glad I asked because I was kind of curious about that. All right, Val. Yeah. I, I think it, we could. Yeah, it's just like everything else. Like, okay, wait. Oh, yeah, right. No, we don't have that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, what else? What else don't we have? There's, there's always something. Right. Are, are you on Snapchat? No. Are you on Periwinkle? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be a Periwinkle. If there isn't, you got to give, give me 10% for the idea. Yeah. So right now, Vintage Strength Training is housing Vintage Strength Games. Also, Brad Maceworks, he's got uh, Vintage Strength Games information there. But we're going to formalize it. And again, with the upcoming new uh, 2020 schedule and uh, the inclusion of the MACE Association and um, organization, we want to have that so that's available and accessible. Yeah. Instagram right. and YouTube. Yeah. All right. Cool, Val. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It was so much fun talking to you. Yeah, this was cool. Um, you know, I'll, I'll see if we could get you back on again before the the game start. Uh, but I got to get everybody else. I got to get Brad. I got to get Frank. Um, so who knows? But if I don't see you, I will see you on February 8th for Definitely. sure. Yeah, I think after this weekend, I'm going to Virginia to compete. I'm going to have a free schedule uh, more so to maybe get out there and I could come down and see you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You could come, uh, you could do, you can sit in on the podcast again. We could do it right here in person and then we could go over to critical mass. There's yeah, yeah. the addicts is sitting there waiting for you. It's waiting for yeah. me. It's waiting for everybody. <laughs> I'll some toys too. Yeah, definitely. So that would be great. Okay. All right, Val. Have a good day. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take All right, care. Bye.